Welcome to the For the Success Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Supes. In this podcast, I promise to ask the tough questions and to talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to be sick and successful. The podcast is here to give you a boost of motivation, to give you the push you need towards following your dreams, and to be that friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have ever dreamt for more, if you have goals and are working towards them, if you dream of being successful, no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back to the For the Success Podcast. All right, so today's podcast is going to be very off-niche for me. And if you don't know what that means, just means my target audience. It is not going to be about business, not going to be about my life right now per se, but I need to talk about it. So have you seen The Tinder Swindler? It's on Netflix right now. And I watched it recently and I had this thought that I need to make this podcast because I need to share this story because it is absolutely crazy. Okay, so I want to talk about something that happened to me back when I was still dating. So to give you some context, I have been with my husband for 11 years now. Yeah, I believe 11 years in April. And so when I was still dating, there was no Tinder. Actually, there were no apps yet, but there was, I think, Plenty of Fish was starting. And obviously before that, there was Facebook and there was even MSN Messenger and MSN Messenger Chats. I know I met people that way. And so obviously online dating was a thing. It just wasn't Tinder per se or swiping and things like that. I think the world of dating was a little bit different, but this story still is very important. And I think you guys know me and you know how I talk about intuition and feeling into your body, etc., This is one time that I am so thankful that I did. And I want to share this story on the heels of Tinder Swindler being such a big phenomenon right now because I think it's so easy to forget that just because we are a good person doesn't mean the people on the other side of the screen are. And so even if you are married, I still suggest you listen to this story because it's a crazy story. And I think it's important to share stories like this with our friends, our family, their children. Like I, my, as soon as my cousin got a little older, I told her this story because I think it, it's just really important. So let me tell you the story and wrap it up with some of my thoughts. When I was approximately, how old was I? I know I was in university. So let's just say when I was 19. No, I definitely wasn't 19. Let's say I was 20. Okay. Yeah, I was approximately 20 years old. I had gotten out of a long-term relationship and I was dating and I was meeting people and I met this guy and I'm not going to use his name mostly because I don't want this to show up in searches with Google if people search his name, but I will tag the article I'm talking about in the show notes below so that you can take a look and read it for yourself, but I'm not going to use his name. Let me use... John for his name. So when I was about 20 years old, I was dating and I met this guy, John, on... I really can't remember where I met him. So let's say Plenty of Fish. I believe it was Plenty of Fish. And so we had a conversation. He was so good looking in my opinion. Like I really thought, wow, this is a good looking guy. He looked super cute. He had a bunch of photos from, again, with Tinder Swindler, but he had photos from, I can remember specifically him traveling and I think fishing and some hunting photos, like in hunting gear, not with animals specifically. 
and he just looked like an all-around good guy. Obviously, I was pretty careful still back in those days. I was always careful. The first time I met him was at a Starbucks, and there was a bunch of people there, and it was a great interaction. Like, he was so sweet, and he held the door open for me, which I wasn't really used to, and he purchased the coffee, and it was like a great first date, quote-unquote. And the second time we met, we actually went out to the bar with a bunch of my friends, And it wasn't like a clubbing bar, more so like a lounge type situation. So he got to know some of my friends. They really liked him. That all went well. So I felt like I was safe. Like I have this guy on Facebook. I can see all his friends. I Googled him. I know where he went to school. You know, I met him twice in public settings. He's really great. He has a long history on Facebook. It's not like his first time because sometimes those are the things you think that you would find, right? But if you take a step back, you're like, okay, well, obviously, if they're scamming people or if they're bad people, they're going to hide those attributes about themselves. So anyways, I'm head over heels with this guy. We're talking every night on the phone. We're talking on Facebook. We're always having conversations like he's super sweet. He's so good looking. He's tall, dark, handsome. I think he was like six foot, like uh, well built. He very good looking. Like I said, he's sweet. He knows all the right things to say. And he has his own house. He works. I think it was like, I can't remember exactly, but I believe it was some kind of construction job. So he's making decent money. He has a dog and a, I believe a cat and something and a rabbit or something. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So he invites me over to his house and his house was outside of the city. And it wasn't that far outside of the city, like 15 minutes outside of the city that I live. I was driving, obviously, at the time. And so I drove out to his house. And if you're from Winnipeg, his house was out in Dougald. So I kind of drove up this highway And I get to the house. The house is on the highway. So it's still like there's still other houses around. I went when it was still light outside. So I see he has like a dog outside. It's like a big dog. So, you know, people do that. They have dogs outside and this dog's super cute. And then I go inside. The first time I went to his place was honestly fine. Like we hung out. I think we watched a movie. We kissed and we made out. And it ended at that. I ended up going home and everything was good. We continued talking. He asked me to be his girlfriend and I said yes. And I was so excited. A day or two later, I went back to his house. And it's so interesting, but we were, I think we were laying on his bed and just talking and making out and he wanted to start doing more. And I kind of pulled back. This is where I trusted my intuition. I said, you know, I think it'd probably best we get tested because we've both kind of been dating before we do anymore. And that was kind of the first time I had ever said that and and really thought that. I don't know where it came from. But in that moment, I just felt like, "Mm, nope, this isn't, I'm not comfortable. He was doing construction in his house. And that, at least that's what he told me. And so in the floor of his bedroom, this is like a little bit of a country home. You could tell he was renovating the kitchen, he was. But in the floor of his room, like you kind of had to step over this hole where stairs went and there was no rail it was literally a hole cut out of the floor this is my memory obviously so I'm just talking from memory but there was like a hole cut out of the floor and I remember having there was like you had to kind of step around it like it was dangerous and that kind of gave me some like heebie-jeebies that was prior to us even laying on the bed but I just wonder if that gave me some intuition but so I said that he's like okay no problem no problem so we're just like laying on his couch and watching a movie and then he's like do you want to wash my cat and if you guys know me like I am terrified of cats I do not ah I just got the heebie-jeebies I do not like cats they just scare me not that I don't like them but they scare me so I'm like uh no 
know, but this is like a first, you know, we're almost on my boyfriend and this is so great and like, whatever, sure, go ahead. So he like, I don't know if you guys, I'm not a cat owner, but this just is weird to me. He like puts his cat in the sink and he's like pouring this cat who's just like trying to get out of the way with water and it's so weird and he just like lets this wet cat go. And I'm like, what the frick was that? Like, that was weird. I think I'm telling you all these things because I was just like, you know, when weird things happen, you clock them. And so I ended up going home. The next day, let's say, I'm not sure the timeline, but the next day I come back and I'm pulling up into his driveway. It's nighttime now. And there was a woman in the driveway and she is like, tell my husband, blah, 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 blah. She's like losing her shit. I'm just dumbfounded. Like, excuse me? What? To tell your who? Tell your story what? Tell my husband he's blah, 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 blah. And I don't even know what she was saying because she was so irate. And so I go inside and I'm like, um who's that and he's like oh my god I'm so sorry and he talks this big talk like that is my ex-wife she's so crazy like I had to leave her because and I don't even want to make up exactly what he said but I remember him like just completely talking me down like I had to leave her because she was blah 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 blah, and she wants things she wants my stuff and she's like taking me to court and she won't leave me alone and I mean she did seem crazy So I was just like, okay, for sure, red flags. But okay, like, I believe you. You're my boyfriend. We've been together for a few weeks now. I've, you know, we've hung out in person for these five times or whatever. I've spent quite a while, like, you know, a bit of time with you. So we've talked for hours and hours on the phone. So I believe you. But that night when I drove home, we didn't do anything that night. Watched a movie. I think he fell asleep or something. When I drove home, I was like, I'm never going to see him again. Like, that was freaking too much. Like, what the hell is going on? And I got home and I checked my Facebook and I had a message from a woman. And she, oh my gosh, this story is like, I'm telling you the story from 12 to 14 years ago. But I forget if this was an ex-girlfriend of his or if this was actually his ex-wife. I believe I got a few Facebook messages. One saying like, beware of John. He has these STDs and he did this to me and he did that to me and blah, 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 blah. And then I got another message, I believe from his ex-wife. I really do think it was her, but I can't confirm that. I do know I had a conversation for a long time with a woman, like for a few years going forward, who had involvement with him. And I was just like, no, that is, that's enough. Like, this is too much. Like, it's too good to be true. And I'm just going to cut it here. So I think I phoned him or I might have messaged him. I can't remember. And I broke it off. And I just said, you know, like, I'm sorry, this is too weird for me. I need to end it here. And the monster turned on. If you watch Tinder Swindler, he did this as well near the end. But all of a sudden, he's like calling me every name in the book and just being so irate and crazy and sending me voice messages and threats and all of this stuff. And all I did was just break up. I didn't tell him I got Facebook messages, just said, no, this isn't going to work for me anymore. And he, oh, I remember like I was just so thrown away and like obviously reinforced my decision. And then a few months later, an article came out and his name is in the article and it's gonna, I'm just gonna use the word John. But John, 28, was charged with sexual assault, choking to overcome resistance, anal intercourse, forcible confinement, assault, and procuring illicit sex. So having conversations with a few different women who found out what happened is allegedly, I don't know, I didn't dig deeper. I do know he went to jail for this, but I don't know, you know, what ended up happening. But allegedly, from what I've heard, he zip-tied women, more than one, to that same bed frame that I was on and confined them in his basement. I mean, this is all hearsay. Fine, I'm going to tell you what happened more when it comes to the police and me, but 
confined them in that basement, in that hole that I told you about, didn't let them leave, obviously elicited non-consensual sex for them, hurt them. In this article, it talks about how this woman escaped or she ran away. The police picked her up on that same highway and brought her to the hospital. And it was not long after I had been in that house. I truly believe that God protected me. My intuition protected me. Because I think if I didn't say no and it had gotten further, maybe that's where it, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know why I was spared, but it could have gone in a really different direction. It really could have gone in a really different direction. And it terrifies me. And he's done this to multiple different women. At some points while this was all happening, he was like putting up weird YouTube videos and like it was just all so creepy. Now when you Google his name, all you can find is articles about what happened with his full name. And so a few years after that, I was already with my now husband, boyfriend at the time, and we had moved to a different province, two provinces over Alberta. I got a phone call from the police, from the Winnipeg police, and they asked me if I had ever dated him. And so I have no idea how they got this information or my information. I really have no idea. But they, I said yes, and they actually flew from Winnipeg to Edmonton and then drove the two hours to come to where I was living to take my statement about everything that had happened. Obviously, back then, I remembered the details a little bit more. And I don't know if he's in jail right now or if he's in prison or what is the case. You know, I didn't dig deeper into those information because I don't really care. But I wanted to share this story with you that even if you take the precautions, even if you feel like you're safe, even if you feel like you know this person, like when you watch Tinder Swindler, they were with the guy, the one woman was with him for like a year or something before, you know, before it got to the craziness. Another one was a full month before he started asking her for money. So these people that are out there to hurt or out there to whatever it is that isn't pure intentions, they know what they're doing. And most of the time, it's not the first time they've done it. So please stay safe. Please stay safe when you're meeting anyone online. This goes for romantic relationships or friendships. Always, always let someone know where you're going. Always send them your location. Always tell a few people so that they can be checking up on you. Do the where's my iPhone thing or whatever, you know, app. If you're dating, make sure people have eyes on you, the, the Snapchat app or whatever, so that they can know where you're at all, at all times. Like, give them their contact information. Just do whatever you can to keep yourself safe. And then always listen to your intuition. If your body says no, there's a reason it's saying no. If your mind's saying, but he's so blah, 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 and he's so this, and he's so that, or she is, whatever, and in your body, it just feels like, don't do it. You know, like, I could have been like, well, he's such a sweet guy, and he's so handsome, and like, this is the perfect story, and this is exactly what I was looking for, and just because he has a crazy wife doesn't mean we're not going to work out. I could change him. Thank God I didn't, because I could have literally been zip-tied to a bed frame for God knows how long honestly it's not a story that's easy to tell and if I'm being honest it makes me nervous to share this story on such a public platform because if he is out I don't want him to find it I don't want to bring any skeletons out from the closet type thing but I think it's so important to know that no matter how careful you are you can never be too careful especially in today's day and age. So that is it for my version of the Tinder swindler story, except getting a little bit more extreme. If you want to read the article, it is linked down in the show notes below. So you can go ahead and read it. It is from Winnipeg News. 
And I would love to know, have you ever been in a situation like this before? If so, follow us on Instagram, obviously tag me or send me a message, send me a DM because I know it's private and let me know, have you ever been in a situation like this before or anything similar or am I the only one? (laughs) All right, on that note, I know that was a little bit of a different type of podcast, but remember, dream big, it's possible for you and your next version of success is around the corner. And for today, make sure you're careful. Bye-bye.